Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Now a reading from the book of Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, Prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. It showed up in my mailbox, a stick, with instructions, please plant as soon as possible. Now, of course, I had ordered this plant and was eagerly awaiting its arrival. But actually holding a seemingly lifeless stick in your hands and planting it in soil and expecting fruit next year, that seems like a stretch. I'm still skeptical. Yet, I spent money on this plant because I have become a gardener during COVID-19. So I planted this stick in soil, faithfully watered it, and now, three months later, I have a stick with leaves on it. 
It'll be many more months before this plant turns into a bush, and even more until I can harvest luscious, ripe blueberries. But it happens every day. Seemingly dead, lifeless sticks and roots still have life in them. So when the prophet Ezekiel prophesies the story of the dry bones, on the surface it seems a little odd. Maybe better suited for Halloween than a sermon about hope. But the image Ezekiel uses of God turning the dry bones of Israel into the people of Israel and then breathing God's breath into them can be a reminder to us that dry, seemingly lifeless things or even seemingly like seemingly dry times with the breath of God's spirit can be holy. A little context about our prophet Ezekiel He was a priest-turned-prophet, part of the first wave of exiles after the Babylonian army conquered Jerusalem. He was trained as a priest because he came from a family of priests. Yet when the Babylonian army conquered Jerusalem, they kidnapped Ezekiel, took him to a foreign land far away from the temple in Jerusalem, Ezekiel experienced trauma, forced migration, removal of livelihood and purpose. In this new land, Ezekiel was not able to do the thing he was trained to do, which was to be a priest. Within Ezekiel's context, his prophecies attempt to answer the question of why the Babylonian army conquered Jerusalem and also to remind the people of God's promises and the hope of restoration. Ezekiel uses the image of the Israelites' dry bones to remind them of the promises that God will one day breathe the breath of life into them again, and also to remind them that they are still God's people, even in exile. Watching Village Church a few Sundays ago, towards the end of Dr. Elisa Bicker's postlude, there was a scene where the camera went from close in and focused in on Dr. Bicker's playing. The camera then zoomed out and widened the focus onto the entire sanctuary. I found myself in tears These 30 seconds put an image on the screen that perfectly described what I have been feeling lately and what I have heard some of you express over these last few months. In that moment, all I saw were empty, dry, potentially lifeless pews because you were not in them. I felt the isolation of these COVID days, the sadness of the loss of funerals and close grief support, 
and the making smaller of celebrations like weddings and graduation parties. The excitement of the newness and the innovation of worshiping online suddenly dropped. In that moment, I missed church. It's true. Although we have been worshiping in the sanctuary on Sunday mornings, but really we've been worshiping at home on our computers and our mobile devices. The pews in the sanctuary are bare and empty. The production magic that our team here at Village has put together has helped us all worship together, even through stay-at-home orders and social distancing. We've still had incredible music faithful preaching, and thoughtful liturgy. Together, we have still talked about the matters of the day, and we have named the hurts in the world. We have also pointed together to God's promised day. But worshiping online has been different for most of us. Very different. What once fed me about church and expecting to experience God, I must now find in my home, on my couch. And none of you are on my couch. In addition, I miss the multi-sensory experience of in-person worship. Seeing the sanctuary, hearing the music and the words, smelling the coffee and even the flowers, feeling hugs and handshakes from friends. I miss feeling the organ vibrate my body in accordance with the tonal frequency. I even miss hearing us all take a collective breath before we sing the first note of a hymn or even when we are praying the Lord's Prayer and we pause together ever so slightly when we say, Our Father, who art in heaven. There are some things that we've had to say goodbye to for a time. I've heard you feel like these dry bones that Ezekiel is talking about. On phone calls with some of you, I have heard you say to me, it has been lonely. I miss Wednesday night dinners. I just want to be in worship again. And just last week, I heard I miss my PW sisters. Yes, I hear that. I feel that. I miss you. And I hear you missing each other. It is okay to name this grief. It is okay to admit how hard it has been to change the way we experience worship in such a short amount of time. One week in March, we thought this would last two weeks, maybe a month. 
And now, four months later, we still don't know when we will worship together again in person. Hearing Tom's sermon last week, I wondered if this grief might not be a spiritual blinder to us in these days. Even in this grief, in the isolation and the loneliness of these COVID days, you have also expressed ways the pandemic has brought God's breath into dry things. I have heard from many of you that you have found deeper relationships within your family. The time spent at home with nowhere else to go has caused an intimacy to grow among parents and kids and deeper connections among parents and spouses. I've counseled some of you during rough relationship moments in the past where now the time together has brought a renewed sense of life and hope. Some of you have instituted weekly family Zoom calls. And some of you grandparents are reading to your grandkids via FaceTime. Some have started real deal snail mail letters communicating family genealogy and histories and even family stories. I've even heard of one of, one of you starting a pen pal relationship with a prisoner through writeaprisoner.com. Who knew mail could be the highlight of the day? Even as we have worshiped online, God has breathed God's breath. Let us lift up the creative work of the music staff and the Brady Bunch-style Amazing Grace from this morning. Some of you have enjoyed the intimacy of having pastors and worship leaders lead worship right in your own living room. Some of you have told us about conversations and faith formation that is happening because you all worship together in your home. VOA folks have worshiped at VOM and VOM folks have worshiped at VOA. God has breathed God's breath anew. Our months dealing with COVID have not simply been anchored in the inconveniences of the pandemic. Our months dealing with COVID have also led to a clarity and understanding of economic impact and hardship. The globalization of our world's supply chains and the real cost of treating minority groups differently. I have heard from some of you the change in perspective you have gained. Some of you have more time to work on issues that matter to you most. And some of you have started projects aimed at mending hurts in this world and bringing about God's promised day. You have picked up new hobbies, maybe like me and my blueberry stick, you have moved meetings outside under trees instead of meeting inside. You have met through curbside family dinners. 
and a drive-through ice cream social. You have been the hands and the feet of Christ through giving food at the drive-through food pantry and helping connect people through the computer ministry. And there is more waiting for us in the fall. Ezekiel's prophecy is a message of hope for us today, just as it was 2,500 years ago. Our God is big, and our God can do amazing things. Our God is the one who can take dry bones and breathe God's breath into them and make them into God's people. So we know, you and I, we know that God will bring us back to the pews and the chairs in our multiple worship sites. When the threat of COVID-19 is managed, God will open all the doors and allow groups to gather again. Funerals will happen, weddings will get celebrated, and space for us to visit our loved ones in the columbarium. God has put the breath of God's Spirit within us, within this church, and among you, God's people. In these days of COVID, I invite you to join me in spotting these places where God has breathed God's breath into dry things and dry places. Maybe, like me, you are planting a literal garden, or maybe these are the days that God is using to plant ideas of social justice, new ways to connect, new tradition, or even new types of family. When you see these movement of God's Spirit, call me, email me, send me a letter. Let, it, let me know that God is breathing God's Spirit among us. So next summer, Maybe ask me about my blueberry bushes and how they're doing. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, I will be able to share with you some of the sweetness of God's Spirit breathing into dry sticks. Amen. After hearing God's word read and preached, I invite you to take these next few moments to respond. There will be images of village church campuses, both empty and full. We have been witness to God's spirit among us. Yet also use this time to acknowledge any grief or sadness that might be lingering in these days. And then reflect creatively on ways you have seen God's breath breathe into dry places. I cannot wait 
to hear where you have seen God at work. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.